mic and get dumb. I wake up to a strange song, trying to keep my brain strong. That's my first thought before I go and put my hands on. Cut the TV on just to see how the game's gone. Flip to the news reporter singing the same song. So you're just browsing Instagram right now? I'm looking at stories, yeah. Hmm. Well, we're recording. Oh. In the future, once Ray quits doing uh, digital design, I guess, uh, he's going to do interior design. Dude, I really, I don't know. I've, I've always dug interior design, and I feel like... I don't not like it. But I always, actually, here's the thing. I always felt like I was too modern, right? I've always been into super crazy right. modern. And Stuff I feel that's not comfortable almost. I, I, so I have a theory. Yeah. Because I, I feel like interior design, any kind of stuff, whatever, is actually caught up to modern. And and because think of it like there's modern farmhouses, modern whatever, like there's all like there's all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff that's it's pretty now generic with term, modern. Though. It's so super no, but before it was not. It was like wood and rustic and gotcha. whatever. It wasn't mixed in with modern. Now yeah. it's all those things mixed in with modern. That's okay. like totally norm. And I I have this theory that like kind of the the country folk, the country crowd, the rednecks of the oh, world. Oh yeah, it's finally made its way. I think that they are the trendsetters. We in the last episode we were talking about dunks. Dunks yeah. is putting a truck lifted suspension on something and putting big old tires on it. They've been doing that for fucking ever. If you've ever seen a hillbilly like picture of some like random oh, Camaro yeah, yeah, yeah. with a truck suspension or something like that, they've been doing that forever. That's like fucking old. Then we finally take it like a bunch of years later. You know what I mean? Like I feel like they tend to set the trends. We just tend to think of them as it's like it's not like they're not setting the trend. Huh. It just works its way. There. Well, you almost mean, but it's not because they're setting the trends because they're actually like. Um, I think a lot of times people look at you know country folk and they're like, "Yep, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something besides this you know uh, metropolitan city folk that I am." So I mean, I'm gonna be I'm gonna do some of this country shit. Like Southwest so, patterns so and no, shit? No, no, that's not what actually what I'm saying at all. I'm saying the complete opposite. You think they're actually setting future I, trends? I think that people, as, I mean, we're in Texas. I feel like yeah. a lot of Southern people, especially the ones out in the country, don't get the credit for being as inventive as they are. Like, even like me, like, I, I'm, I consider myself a serial entrepreneurial, I like entrepreneurial, entrepreneur. Like, I make products, all this kind of stuff. I feel very inventor-like. Uh-huh. And I know I got that from my redneck dad. Because my redneck dad would see things on TV and be like, that shit's $300. I can make that. He's like, I can make that. (laughs) He'd go get some PVC pipe out of the truck. He'd grab some rope and some tape and pretty much would make the same thing. It would just look like fucking garbage. But it would Hmm. do exactly what that thing on TV was. And, like, I remember that, and I used to make fun of him. But, like, that's kind of what I do now if I'm making a prototype. You know what I mean? And, like, I feel like that's what... Like a lot of Southern people do is they kind of have this inventive nature uh-huh. and we'll be like, fuck it. I got this old beat up truck with no engine and I have this Camaro well, over here. It, I'm just going to roll them together. <laughs> huh? Is it Southern folk or country folk? Country folk is kind okay. of what I'm Okay. Cause I'm, you know, that's kind of my, my know, history like too a little bit. People would call them hillbillies or something like that, but I feel like that's, that's very negative. Well, no, not, not necessarily. Um, you know, I'm a country folk as well. I grew up in Shawnee, in the fucking Man. country. What? Shawnee, you're from Shawnee, and I'm from Mesquite. Yeah. 
where the rodeo lives. I know. It's crazy. So Shawnee was <clears throat> the reason I hated it as a kid is because there were no other kids to play with pretty much within a mile. And then the closest kids that there were to me, they sucked. There was like a, a group of triplets and <clears throat> a sister. There was a two boy. Well, I, okay, so there was an older brother, two boys, a sister, and I think there was a younger brother. Sister actually kind of hot. Um, Nikki Tyrell. Nikki, I hope you're that, listening that, to this podcast. I thought good, you were hot. That's a good then. name. It's a good hot girl name. A Nikki, good, almost Nikki kind Tyrell. of good hot country girl name. Yeah. Yeah. It, it would be like <clears throat> Nikki Joe Tyrell. Probably was, was her middle name. <laughs> Fuck. It would not surprise me. So, but the rest of the Tyrell boys, so she was, she was cool. She was a girl. It went into like doing boy shit. The boy shit that these kids wanted to do was like go shoot animals. They're like, oh yeah, you want to come out and uh, shoot some puppies with us? And I was like, what the fuck? Dude, I love puppies. No way. But that was the, that, those are the kids I had nearby to play with. So I hated it. So I usually laid out on a trampoline and just looked at the clouds. Honestly, I think there's probably some correlation with me being somewhat creative is that I had to fucking be creative so or I was going to die. That's actually what I was going to ask you. Do you feel like because, like you're talking about, like, closest people were like a mile away do you think that like isolation type of thing and like being out in the country kind of by yourself forces creativity i think so like it forces you to be imaginative and like come up with something to do yeah i think so definitely i mean i don't think there's a lot of explanation that has to go into that i mean if you have to entertain yourself with your own brain that requires a certain level of effort and then there was different levels of that. Certain times I could set in the, uh, there was a low windowsill where I could just set with my little, I had micro machines, like shit tons of them. And um, I would play with those micro machines in the windowsill for probably nine hours. And then sometimes I was on a different level and I'd go lay out on the trampoline and look at clouds. And being out in the country, I could also go out there when it was like dark and look at stars and shit, which was badass. It was something I wish I could do. So I have this thought about, you and I have talked about this a little bit. One of my goals when I hit the jackpot from all the you know, uh, labor I've put into my life with all the brains that I have is uh, to buy some land. You, you have basically the same idea. Yep. Um, Buying like enough acreage. This is my metric, actually, like no joke. And it's because I used to do it when I was a kid. You could wake up, you need to pee, you go out uh, on the porch, and you just piss off the porch. And nobody can see you. We don't have a lot of acreage, but my kids do that now. <laughs> uh, really? Yeah. When in you've the been to a party, yard? you've been to a party at like our pool or whatever. My son doesn't go inside and go to the bathroom. Oh, I have He's seen him like, take a whatever. piss. Whatever. I'm just pissing. Yeah. My daughter does the same thing. But does he go on the, the Well, okay. Yeah. They're we kids. Don't, we don't, I want to do that play, now. We don't play in the front yard. I if do we that did now. play in the front yard, they pee in the front yard too. That's fair. But they're kids. I want to be able to do that now. And it's based off that feeling when I was a kid. Just so that that's freedom. What, that's really funny. So my wife's reason for wanting a bunch of land is she just wants to walk around naked the whole time. And then for me, on that same note, since I know that's what she wants, I just don't want anybody else to look at her but me. So I want enough oh, yeah. land that there's nobody else I can see her. You definitely want to move satellites. next door to me. Yeah. That'd be bad. You're, you and your telescope just like, I know Steve is looking at her. <laughs> Honey, come back inside. <laughs> you know what? I think... Circling back around to the hillbillies, dude. That's like this looks like a fun life. 
right? <laughs> just and drink, who cares? shoot shotguns, drive go karts. Who cares on if land? the go kart looks good or whatever? Yeah. Just if it works and it'll jump some little dirt dune, then you're having a fucking good old time. Jumping some shit. Yeah, dude. That's all I want. Well, I do want um, Essex to have an opportunity to. That's kind of what I really want is for my kiddo. No, actually, I'm lying. I think I want it for both of us. <laughs> I think if the dream would be getting some land out um, where I could, uh, he and I could just both go out and piss off the porch first thing in the morning. Yeah. No, so, what I was really kind of thinking is that he cool and I could little, both explore. Little son or son, father, father son thing. thing. Yeah. All right, boy, get up. We're gonna go piss Time off to the go porch. Piss off the porch. And inherently, you have to like start talking a little bit different to you. Of course, that happens actually. I, no, that really does happen <laughs> regardless of like who, uh, your neighbors and the people around you really do make that happen. Yeah. Like, when living in Hawaii for like all those times, like you start kind of having this like pigeon kind of like oh, really? Hawaiian kind of you don't think about it and you're just like yeah bro like it, you've never said that before ever in your life you know life. what I could see that and it just starts happening because you hear it yeah. so often I love slang you so know? I, would, like, I would buy in immediately it just, it just happens so yeah. if we're out in the country we're totally going to have more twang than we have Even I, I noticed fun of it. it's totally random but in the, the, all the last episodes it's made me realize how how often I say awesome yeah I say the word all the time it's awesome Oh, that's awesome. 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 You know, like, it's like, yeah. it's like, oh, I'm going to do a, it's going to be like a drinking game. Like Ooh. when Ray says awesome, you have to do Ooh, a shot. I like that. Huh. What don't mind this. Dude, Ray's blowing up over here. His yeah, phone, is, phone going is going out of control. Crazy. First it was, my dad's ears were burning. He knew we were talking about him or something. Ooh, weird. He's like, somebody said hillbilly out in the, in, in the <laughs> having acres out in the country. And <laughs> Y'all talking about calling, me? Yeah. Uh, actually, um, when your uncle Ray called me. Uh, Scott Dean was in the car and he was like, are you talking to some country guy? <laughs> Dude, my family's country. My, yeah. my family is super country. Yeah. And like, I like I, that I'm a, basically a part of your family now. Oh, you, you, you're probably more family than I am. You probably talk to them more than I do. Dude, there was one time at, at my old house when I had your dad come help me with some, uh, what did he do? I think he was doing some electrical. So he comes over and, uh, Helps me with some shit, and he's looking at all the work that's been done, and I'm really embarrassed. I'm like, yeah. It's like, I know this probably isn't that good, but if I fucking did it on my own, he's like, you know what? I'm real proud of you. <laughs> you know what's funny about that? Like, so actually ridiculous. My dad apparently has no faith in me whatsoever. <laughs> so the other day, like, uh, in my wife's bathroom, I, we, she turned the light on, it kind of flickered and went out like it shorted, right? Uh-huh. And so, like, I'm like, what the hell? So that night, and, like, I'm taking it apart, I'm yeah. playing with it, and I'm like, oh, this switch has gone bad. I was like, I'm going to go to the store, I'll get a new switch, I'll put it back on. Yeah. So I did all that, and I put it back on, put a new plate on, all that kind of stuff, and, like, he came in, and he was like, you fix that? <laughs> and he was like, I'm proud of you. Like, like I was like, well, thanks for all the faith. Yeah. You know, I was like, you've seen me do shit before. Like, it's not like I, I'm just like, I couldn't put a plug together. Well, I think he's got some idea in his head based on the comments that he was making to me is that you didn't want to like, you knew he was an expert. You didn't want to fuck with it. 
Or you didn't want to try it? It's not that. No. So I'll tell you a story. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So back to me being obsessed with lofts and stuff like that. This has been since I was a kid. Actually, it's been since the movie Big came out with Tom Hanks. yeah. That got me obsessed with with lofts. I was like, that's what I'm I need to watch that movie, by the way. Dude, it's so good. So have you watched it recently? I watch it all the time. Really? I've seen. I, Dude, I, I can quote it. I know. Like, I'm about to go do that too. pretty quick. So, um, he knew I was obsessed with lofts, um, and he does air conditioning and maintenance and all that kind of stuff. And so he was actually going to put an air conditioner in to this cool loft um, in San Francisco. No, here in Dallas. Um, of yours? No, it wasn't mine. He, oh. he, I was probably like 12 years old. Oh, okay, okay. And he was like, come with me and help me. It's going to be at this really cool loft. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I want to go to this really cool loft. And we get there, and it's a really fucking cool loft. It's fucking awesome. Nice. We started doing all this work, and it's like duct work and all this metal, and you're like cutting shit and fucking putting it all together. You were helping him do this? Yeah, and it's like cutting my hands and like doing all this. And like we finally (laughs) get through with all this. And I was like, Dad, I'm never going to work this hard again. I, I was like, I swear to God, this is it. I'm not doing this ever again. You might have told me this before. And literally, like, or the next did. day, the next day, I was like, got into computers. <laughs> I started really focusing Dude, you have on your being dad creative. To think no, but it was like, fucking but that's the career. thing. No, it really, I really does, because the entire rest of my family all does maintenance and air conditioning yeah. and all that other kind of stuff. And I just went the totally opposite way. But it's not like I didn't pick up a few things along the way. Like, he's been my dad forever. My oh. uncles all do it, too. I've, so he took that, and he was like, nah, Ray can't do none Ray of it. Ray can't do anything. And he then he sees do me just doing some bullshit. He was like, really God, you're so much like, better than oh, my son. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, I don't think he knows. He thinks I can, like, change a tire or something like that. Man, you can change a tire, though, right? I can. I'm really fucking fast at that shit. It always makes me like really proud of myself whenever like a tire goes out and like the wife and the kid are in the car or something. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, hold up, this. time me. Blah, 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 blah. So that's another reason that my dad probably thinks that I don't know how to do anything. <laughs> it's because the way that I would do something is different than the way that he would do. Oh, something. yeah, I could see that. My dad would do it as fast as possible and get it done. He's a get the task finished person. Yeah, yeah. I'm I can a, see that. How yeah. can I plan this out? How can I do this without scratching a single thing? Oh, yeah. How can I get the right tool for this exact thing that's going to make it more efficient? And I'm that person. And my dad would always Damn. go, my dad would always go, just give me that and I'll do it. Like, yeah. and never really let Your me dad, finish I'm it. thinking. Yeah. You know what um, I mean? So yeah. it's like, I do those things all the time. Man, now I really want you to do some like labor for me. If I, so if, it would be perfect. I, if I do it, I'm going to do it right. It's just motivating myself to actually do it. I wonder if you problem. could like. I wonder if you could charge. You're like if you're if you've would got you like, money. Would you like to pay the OCD price? Yeah, you want this <laughs> shit to be done perfect. I I actually think that that is a real thing though. Like if like back to we talked about cars and stuff before. Yeah. There's mechanics that don't give a fuck. Get oil all oh, over your yeah. car, whatever. Oh, dude. And then there's Tell me about there's it, bro. shops that like put the cover over the fenders and yeah. make sure they're wearing gloves. It's a craft. Sure it's like, That's you know like any I mean? profession though, That's right? what I'm saying. In every profession, yeah. I think there is the get the job done and then there's the perfect oh, get it done. Oh, by the but way. you're going to pay 10 Here, times Here, I'll tell much. you a little story about this. Uh, let's see. It was this Saturday. My neighbors were cutting big limbs off their trees and I'm looking out there and I can hear wood cracking at certain points. And at, at one point, he cuts off a little chunk of a limb and it falls and hits his ladder. And I'm like, this guy's, he's not a pro. 
Nobody cuts a limb and lets it hit their hit ladder. The, hits themselves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Knocks himself out. Yeah, he falls off the house. <laughs> so I can already kind of, I'm like, now I'm like, huh, well, the tree he was sawing on was not that close. But then he's sawing on one closer. And I just kind of have this idea. I'm like, motherfucker, would, this would be the guy to like fucking cut some shit down and fall down and destroy my fence. Uh, not much later, uh, I hear a... <laughs> And I go look out there, this motherfucker's tree had fallen through a part of my fence. So I walk out there immediately and start taking photos. And he walks around. And I'm like, I was like, oh, dang. Well, hey, man, it could have been worse. Could have hit the house. Uh, I'm being real cool. I don't expect you not to fix it. I mean, you're going to fix this shit. So he comes around, cuts up the limb that has been in there, gives me some of the wood from the tree they're cutting down, which is like pecan, so I can, you know, cook with it or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, that's Sweet cool. Sweet of him. Yeah, totally, right? Um, and then he looks at me, he's like, hey, I'm going to fix this. And I'm like, I was like, I know you are. I didn't think you were going to leave me hanging. I'm kind of doing maybe like some after-the-fact reverse psychology. I'm like, yeah, no shit, you're going to fucking fix it. So anyway, and then he's like, probably in his 70s. Yeah, cool dude, cool old dude, whatever. Well, uh, I come home, I don't know, a couple of nights ago, and I see this shit out there. And I look out. First of all, my fence like fence is like stained and whatever. It's not a it's not fantastic or anything, but it looks decent. Whatever. And I look out there and I see all this white wood, and I'm like, oh, that looks like shit, man. That looks like seriously like shit. I go out there, and the wood fence panels that this guy put on here are not the same size as the ones that are on my fence already. So that's weird to begin with. But what makes it even weirder is he gets to the end where we'll say five should have fit in this space. Well now four and like a little wedge is what's remaining. So he gets another one of these same size as the other four and just like drills it in. Not in, There's no like alignment at the top anymore and now there's one board overlapping two other boards. It's the fucking dumbest shit I've seen. I'm like thinking to myself, this is, you know, this He's is fucking like, dumb. You're welcome. Yeah, basically. Well, I don't know. I haven't seen him. So what I'm basically going to do is just go up to him and say, hey, this is temporary, right? I know you're not this dumb. That's how I should start. <laughs> Man, if I was dumb, I would think you were this dumb to think that you were done. But I know this but is temporary. everybody knows. We all know you're not that dumb. <laughs> yeah. We're all on the same page here, right? Yeah, cool. But... um, no, I, I'm pretty sure, I, I, without a doubt, this guy thinks he's f- fixed it. <laughs> like, yes, you, you have fixed the opportunity for the dogs to escape. However, <laughs> um, so but that's what I'm dealing with right now. And I have to go have slightly uncomfortable conversations with the neighbors. I think you, you back to you and my wife sharing a brain, I feel like you're good at that, though. The confrontational... Yeah. Which isn't like, let's fight, but not like, I'm going to let that slide kind of thing and like yeah. bringing it up. My wife's the same. She's like, yeah. I'll ask anybody anything. I don't give a fuck. What do you think? You, would you let it slide and just be like, fuck it? Uh, it's not that. It's more like, this is the way I'd look at it. Back to the whole, like, I'm going to plan it out perfect. Yeah. If Back to like, if my dad would have fixed it like that and I wouldn't have fixed it like that. Yeah. I'm thinking, well, if I want it to be done right, I'm going to have to fucking do it myself. That's true. Um, 
And that's what Nicole said. She's like, you look, you're just going to fix it and we'll send them a bill. And I was like, that might happen. That's going to be fun. Whole other thing to deal with with the house. I know. That's what I was Houses thinking. Houses suck, man. Well, sort of. I hate them. I'm glad you like them. There's just, we, we bought so much of a house that there is a project. Well, wait, in do you every mean owning a house or a house versus like a loft? Would no, you no, rather no. have a loft oh, or something? Fuck yes. Especially oh, really? now because we had a loft when my kids Why? were one Why? and two. What are the, just, what's the thing you don't like about the house versus loft? Oh, it's, it's really, no, the thing I dislike about a house isn't because I'd rather have a loft. It's when you own a house, there's oh, maintenance. Oh, the ownership. Yeah, the maintenance piece of it. Like, because there's, there's always something fucking wrong with something. Like, it's so fucking annoying. And then even when there's not, like you, somebody else will fuck something up for you that you don't have to deal with. Yeah. This might be the, mm, the first time that something really has gotten fucked up. Um, the house that I lived in before that I was there 15 years. Maybe I had a conversation with the neighbor, but like we were like friends or we became friends and um, it was never anything that got totally fucked up that had to be like money had to come out of someone's pocket. I think it was that he like blew his leaves over in my area one time. And I was like, Hey, yeah, jerk. I was like, bro, can you, uh, and then he was like totally from then on for like 15 years. He's like blowing leaves out of my yard. Even when he didn't (laughs) do shit like, Oh, dude, thank you. See, but that's what I mean, though. Like, you have no... You you would confront the situation. Which I think is a good quality. It's not fun, man. Yeah, I'm a pansy. Uh, I don't do it. uh, Do you think you're passive-aggressive? No. I I think I just deal with it myself. But my wife is like, no, somebody's going to fucking pay for this shit. (laughs) You know? Dude, yeah, I would never I, fucking I just, cross Doanne. No, oh, she would cut you. Like, for real. Like, what you're saying oh, is literally, oh, no, I feel like she would get a knife. I didn't mean that in a joking way. She's like, Steve, here's, come here. So here's a story oh, about that. Oh, shit. When we first met, uh-huh. and I was at her apartment, and there'd be times, like, I would stay over there, and then, like, she'd go do something or go to work or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And... I'm just kind of like walking around her place, not like digging in her shit or anything. And then I'll be like, Oh, at her house? Yeah, at her, her apartment. apartment. And I'd be like, Why is that plant shiny? And like, I'll go over there and look. And I was like, Holy shit, there's a fucking knife in here. Like, she hid knives wow. everywhere. And so she'd come home. She'd come home and I'd be like, Babe, there's knives everywhere. She's like, Yeah, you think if someone breaks in here and tries to rape me, I'm going to let that go down? Fuck no. I have a, I have a knife. I have a knife hidden everywhere. It doesn't matter where you try to attack me, I'm going to fuck you up. Dang, I want to make a movie about her. Oh, she's, she's insane. So hmm. we started with country, hillbillies. Yeah. Continued I wonder that. if this is going to be a thing in our podcast where we continually remind ourselves yeah. no, and the I, audience. I think that we're, that's what we're trying to do right now. We're going, okay, just stay on topic. Please just stay on topic, which isn't the topic that we wrote down, but just stay on the one that we started with. Well, dude, so I lived in... When did you move here from Oklahoma? Uh, what year? Yeah. Like how old I think it was like you? 98. I was 19, I think. 19? For school or... Yep. Yeah? Yeah. Do you not know this? I don't... So I, I got I, a, honestly I got know a nothing, scholarship here. I know nothing about your Oklahoma life or yeah. anything really well, previous. I, so you know, you know Jamie was from Oklahoma, too. Yep. But we actually didn't really know each other. Backstory, Jamie was my roommate when I worked at Match.com, which is how I met Steve. Yeah. 
That's right. Yeah, I moved here when I was 19. I actually, so at this point, I had, the, you know, okay, so when I was in high school, I had dreams of, like, moving to New York because Same. I was watching shit, like, movies and shit. I'd never been there. Um, great expectations. Really? That was the one? I actually really liked that movie a lot. I watch it every time I get want to get inspired to paint. Wait, which, what year? What year? The uh, Ethan Hawke Interesting. Version. Watched that with one of the first girlfriends I had here. Um, she was a... Oh, you might have known her. I don't know. <laughs> she was a real crackhead. That's a whole other story. Yeah. So actually, like, I know it's like a weird-ass movie and not positive at all, but kids. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, uh, so back in the day, I used not to record Not positive that. at all. No, uh, sort of positive, actually. <laughs> positive. No. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't really know why, what got me really interested in New York, but I was really interested in New York. I had gone out to the LA area a handful of times, skateboarding and all this shit, and um, it was cool, but I just wasn't a big LA fan for some reason. I don't know why exactly. Uh, Wanting to move to New York, realizing that I really couldn't afford it as a a youngster, plus I wanted to go to uh, um, SVA. Uh, Savannah? No. Um, what is it? School of Visual oh, Art and Design? That's the one in New York, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm School of Visual there. Art and Design, whatever. You got accepted there? That's cool. Partial scholarship. Didn't go. Yeah. A partial scholarship is probably still pretty expensive. It was like 20 grand, and that was nowhere close to paying for anything. Wow. Yeah. So I applied. Um, I did a uh, basically like an art entry competition or whatever to get... A scholarship, and I really put all my eggs in one basket, and uh, ended up getting the full scholarship at the Art Institute. And I was like, "Well, Dallas, that's a good stepping stone to New York." I still had ideas of moving moving to New York, um, but I knew I had to get the fuck out of Oklahoma, <laughs> and uh, so I got this scholarship thanks to my art teacher, um, who, when we first met, hated me. But after a certain period of time, I started doing uh, like. Portraits, which is actually kind of interesting because I think that's something you do a lot of is a lot of portraits. That's all I do now. If, oh, really? if, if I ever painted it. Actually, I guess that's kind of all I've really seen. Any, any college, anything, basically anything after high school, I've only painted portraits. Do you still paint? I wish. Same here, dude. Well, so that's what got me here, basically. So I did, um, it was basically a lot of portraits, but I did them in like pastel. Um, black and white cartrol, cartrol. Wow, cartrol, charcoal. Char- fuck, damn it, charcoal. Let's see. Did a lot of. I did some acrylic. I did some oil. Whatever. You know. I guess it was interesting enough that I got a scholarship, and that's what moved me down here. That's what got me here. Basically, it's just school. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, you grew up in Mesquite, though, huh? I grew up in Mesquite. Which is basically well, so uh, I grew up in Pleasant Grove. I was a I was a Grove rat. And I live with my grandparents. Nice. And then, How close is Pleasant Grove to Mesquite? Hmm, 30, 40 minutes. 30, oh, really? 30, 20, it's not close at all. Maybe 20, Where the minutes. fuck is Pleasant Grove? Pleasant so Grove, Mesquite is... Have you been to Gonzalez's? Uh, like Bruton and Buckner? Oh, yeah. That's Pleasant Grove. How is that 40 minutes away from Mesquite? It takes a while to get there. Really? Maybe, maybe it's 20 minutes. Shit, I don't know. I've only... I don't go to Mesquite. I only anymore. went to that restaurant because of you and your dad. Oh. So, and yeah. then Mesquite, I used to actually go out there to that shitty-ass mall. Town East. Town East, biatch. I used to walk that it's mall. It's like a triangle. 
I lived in apartments. Across. That's the worst mall too, man. Dude, well, I mean, shit. Growing up there, it's like the best place in the whole world. I oh, lived. I literally lived across the street in an apartment complex. Really? My pretty much since from fourth grade all the way through high school. Huh. Same apartment complex. Wow, like, really? Yeah. That's wild. Three different apartments in the same apartment complex. You gotta stay true to your complex, like, bro. Yeah, yeah. We have a uh, we have pride <laughs> of, of that place. But yeah, no. So I was there. Same kind of thing. Um, I put all my eggs in one basket. I was dating this girl all through high school. And she was like, yeah, I'm going to apply to to UT in Austin. I was like, all right, cool. I'll do that too. I like just cocky (laughs) as fuck. Like, of course I'll get in. Of course I'll get in anywhere that I want to go. Yeah. You know, I play baseball. I'm president of this club. I make good grades. Of course I'll get in. Were you a president of a club? I was president of a few. I was baller. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I remember doing all the application process with her and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, man, I even write a good essay. Damn, this is good. Feeling like so confident. Hell yeah. And like went and did a tour of the place and everything. Like me, like we went down there and like did a whole tour you of the whole place. thought that was yours. It was mine. I'm going to play baseball at UT. Get my rejection letter. Like, shit. <laughs> I hadn't applied to a single other place. <laughs> and the rejection letter just said, stoops. Yeah, I was like, you should have applied to other places. <laughs> Next time, you go do it correctly. And uh, so, yeah, so didn't get in at all and just kind of had no plans whatsoever. And that's kind of what started my whole career is I got an internship at a design agency here. Oh, called right. Rare Medium. Oh, that's right. Uh, and that was while we were still in high school, so I was still Which is I was seven street from where we are right now. You, you guys have a company in that building that I got my first job in. Have you been to the Vinley office? Yeah, it, you that, have. That was and part, that's part of it. That was part of. I just thought maybe office. when you said that before, it was maybe in the same building, but that mm-hmm. was actually part. That of That was it? actually part of the office wow. of my first job. Yeah, dude. So the first time we were in that building, uh, there's a door in the bottom. And it opens up and there's like the air conditioning unit or whatever over, you know, kind of in the, inside the building. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a tunnel and you're like, or, or there's like a space. And so we walk in there and we see it's kind of actually a tunnel. We start walking back there and I'm exploring at this point. I mean, I don't think there's anything to be scared of. The worst thing I'd run into is like maybe a homeless person, but we're walking through there. We keep walking, and we're like, wow, this is crazy. And it wasn't like, it wasn't crazy. I wasn't expecting a homeless person. I was just like, where does this tunnel go? And then I see a door, and I just assumed it was back into the building. It was into a different company's office. I open it up, and I'm like, yeah, here we are. And I look, and I'm like, wait, this is furnished. I go, oh, fuck. <laughs> and like, literally, like, we close the door and walk back out, and we like, you broke into there. someone's office. Yeah, basically, yeah. From good, a fucking good tunnel. Job. Yeah. Good job. But yeah, that was my first job. That's where I learned fucking everything. That's where I got my college education. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You high school to that? I, I was in high school when I started there. I was 17. That's um, pretty baller, I hadn't actually bro. graduated yet. And then everybody leaves and goes to college, and I'm stuck here by myself. But this was in 98. How the fuck? 99. What did, what did you start there? I mean, like, what did you... Oh, so, so in high school, oh. you were already interested in, like, design or what? Um, I knew I loved painting and drawing. Uh-huh. But I'd seen enough movies about people who painted to know that I didn't want to be poor. Same And I same was here. like, I, I want to have money. And, like, design is sort of like painting. Uh-huh. But you make money. 
Yeah. And I knew that pretty early. So that was always going to be my backup plan. Yeah. So randomly, actually, this fucking, the way shit aligns is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. So the girl I was dating, her best friend, Bea, his brother, her brother actually worked there and was a designer. I didn't know that the whole time we were in high school. And that even we went to school since middle school together. Had no idea that her older brother was a designer. So randomly, he happened to be at their house when I was over there. I asked him some questions. He's like, oh, you're, you're creative? You do that kind of stuff? I was like, yeah. I was like, how do I start doing what you do? And he's like, well, do you have a portfolio? I was like, what's a portfolio? <laughs> you know? And he was like, well, here, how about I give you some projects? Um, you mock them up, show them to me, and if they're good, I'll get you an internship. And I was like, okay. Like, and he said it like Projects, that. Projects, like, like websites or what? No, like magazine designs. He gave me he gave me a list. So he was. I remember it was, it was a, a movie poster. Oh right, yeah. And he wanted me to redesign Yahoo.com, which was like the like, homepage. Yeah, the homepage, which at the time was like a square with a search box in it. Like, what would I do differently? <laughs> you know, um, and some other stuff, just like some probably something with like huh. a car site or something like that. And I did them, and I didn't know anything about, like, resolutions or anything like that. So I was like, oh, well, the bigger the resolution, the prettier it's going to look, and it's going to be amazing. So I had everything at, like, 1,000 DPI or something like that. (laughs) Nice. And so I remember when I did it, and I was going to show it to him, he was like, I'll print them out for you. We have a really good laser printer at the office. So he brought me over to that office across the street. Uh He was like, I'll print them. He's like, for some reason, these aren't printing. He's like, what's (laughs) going on? They were probably like two gig files. Yeah, you know they were. They were just still processing. <laughs> yeah, it was it was insane. But he ended up liking it a lot. But so back to the whole like you're like confront things and I don't kind of uh-huh. thing. This is where it's different, right? He said he was going to get me an internship. I took him on his word that that's what was going to happen. He printed out some stuff. He said my stuff was good. I'm like, this is happening. Solidification. So. I call him, nobody answers. I call him, nobody answers. I call him, nobody answers. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going up there, and I'm going to go get my interview, and I'm going to do it. So I literally took all that stuff that we printed. I came up here, and I was like, oh, I have a meeting with Ben. And they were like, oh, okay, I'll go get him. And he comes down the stairs, and I was like, what are you doing here? (laughs) I was like, I I thought you said we could get me an internship and set up an interview. (laughs) He was like, Oh, he's like fuck. Uh, okay, well, let me introduce you he to the creative director. He was just trying to get director. laid by you. Maybe he thought I was cute. Probably. But then, like, he took me in there. I met the creative director who went to. That's probably pretty baller, though. He probably didn't feel that bad. He's like, "Hey, look, this motherfucker. He's like amped, I and was, I found him." No, and and that was actually so. That's what happened. So I met the creative director. I met all the designers. They looked at my stuff. They gave me some notes. They gave me some stuff, and they were like, "Cool. So how, let's hire this guy." And they were like, cool, we don't have a position for a creative intern, but we do for a marketing intern. Would you take that? And I was like, I'll take whatever. Just give me money. And so my first job there, which is the worst job ever, that I probably learned the most from. So we were. this was in 99. UX wasn't really a thing. Yeah, But we had a UX design group. Really? We did user testing. We did all this kind of stuff. And they, but they, this is 99. There's yeah. no videos, there's no phones, there's no cameras or whatever. They had a mic like this and would literally go, so what did you think about this product? Okay, great. Can you answer wow. this? And so my job was to take all of this audio, fucking type it all out oh and transcribe God. every single thing that they said 
then decide which group I should give this. Like if it was like they were talking about the design, I should give that to the design group. If they were talking about the copy, I should give that to the copywriters. So if they you were talking did about that? This, that was my job. I transcribed user experience test groups. Dude, for one, that ha- that sounds awful. It was. But if you actually were thinking about the shit you were typing – Sounds pretty interesting in terms of like learning about some shit. So, so this is what happened. Before that, I thought design and art was about making things that were cool and pretty. Yeah. A lot of people still the, think that. The second that I did that, which is the very first task that I was given, oh man, I realized that it was not about that at all. It was about making a functional product that people just could figure out, that they could use, and that they wanted to use. Yeah. And like... That was my first learning at 17. Damn, dude. You know? And so, and then, so I did this for a while. And then some of those designers that like interviewed me at the beginning, Uh they would walk by me and go, what are you working on? And I would tell them, they go, what the fuck? And they got mad. And they would go to the creative director and go, why is he working on this? Like he was super creative and has all this design skills. Why aren't we having him help the design team and learn some fucking design shit? Yeah. And that probably fucked him over because she was like, cool, you take care of him then. And oh, like, yeah. He had to kind of take me under his wing. Oh, and yeah? He started reporting to some other yeah, dude? Yeah, this guy Jamie, um, a different Jamie, um, he had to, uh, he, he didn't, I guess he didn't have to. He kind of wanted to because he kind of stuck yeah, up for me. But that's he like, cool. He taught me flash intros and all kinds of stuff. Dude. And I had questions and he would answer them. And he was just a cool motherfucker. Like he gave me in 99 this like mouse pad with these like Mexican wrestlers on it. I still have it on my desk. It's what I use every day. You told me about that before. Or maybe I guess I've probably seen it then. Yeah. Huh. So yeah, that was my first job. That's like 17, 18 years old. Like that's that's how I got my college career while everyone else that's was out. That's pretty dope, man. Having a good time partying and doing all the fun stuff. So man. and then though but then the dot com bubble happened, right? Right. For most people, worst thing ever. Uh-huh. For me, greatest thing ever. Yeah. Cuz this is what happened. This network of designers, creative directors, art directors finally see this kid that can actually design some shit and help them. Mm-hmm. They all get fired. They all have to go find other jobs. So now they dispersed everywhere and yeah. they all call me individually oh, to do freelance oh, work. Shit. So now I'm not now I'm 19. And now I'm a freelancer and I have my own company doing all this freelance work for all of these people during this horrible crash that everyone nice, else was dude. so worried about. So literally like I thought I was rich. I was oh, like yeah. fucking making more money than I ever made in my whole life. I was probably making as much as my dad. He just didn't know, <laughs> you know. And yeah. like I'm, I'm the 19 and I already have a freelance company <clears throat> working from home and just kind of doing whatever I need to do. Nice, bruh. Yeah. So that was that was my college basically. So, man, um, that's pretty dope. It's all downhill from there. Uh, so you used <laughs> how? When did you start using computers? So we didn't have a computer. Well, we had a like a PC thing. Yeah, 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 of course. That didn't do anything. Like my parents played solitaire on it because okay. it didn't have any programs. Did it have AOL or anything? No, it did, literally it had paint. And I would sit there at night and I would draw. And I actually got really good at drawing <laughs> with the mouse. MS Paint. But so that was the thing. It had no hard drive really. So like you, I couldn't save what I did. But just, so I would start over take every single time. Like, mm, that's nice. So I started practicing like drawing faces and doing that with the mouse and I could wow. like control it really well. And so like and then but I didn't get my first computer until I started my own company at nineteen. I bought hmm. I bought a Mac. 
Oh, well, that's cool. I bought I, a, what was it, the G3? Oh, the blue and white? Uh, no, maybe it was a four. It was a G4. The, it was the, the gray. The, the gray and white? Gray, gray. Translucent? Translucent was my yeah, first. Yeah, G4. That's what I bought. With the DVD RAM. John bought the G3, and we all used that motherfucker. Before that, it was it was Power Max. It was like a beige PC looking mm-hmm. Power Max. So that's the thing. So since kindergarten, though, like you know, they teach you at school, like we all have the computer room in the library or whatever. You didn't have computers in Oklahoma. Uh, since kindergarten, I've had. There's been a Mac. Now I, there was no I, computer I was, shit. I was, I was raised one hundred percent Mac since kindergarten. Yeah. So, I've heard this before. Yeah. I heard usually it's like the yearbook department or whatever. No, I mean, because they did so much. They gave so many computers to schools and stuff like that, so it totally yeah. makes sense. But Smart. since I was in kindergarten all the way through high school and then into no, my career. high school until we had computers. Like, I have personally never owned a PC. When we have them at work and I, I try to get on them like in a, in a meeting room or something oh like that, man. I'm like, how do I find the thing? My first computer... When I gra- or when I graduated high school, got a full scholarship. My mother got me got a guy at Tinker Air Force Base to build me a computer. I don't know how much she spent on it, but she was like, "Yep, I had it custom built." And uh, I'm sure it meant it was like custom built with like the cheapest components to get a fucking computer. Custom put together. Custom put together. <laughs> but that was my first. That was my first computer was a PC, and like. How old were you? Uh, like 19. Okay. Yeah. So before that, I never, we had a computer and I would play like, you know, ninja games that were on a five and a half inch floppy disk or whatever. Um, so, you know, a few times when I was a lot younger through high school, never used one. I helped my brother type up some shit for his college at the time. So I get out and like, I just remember the coolest thing to me, actually, I'll just AOL. Like that sound to me, like, okay, so I'd moved, I'd moved out, lived on my own. I got myself up on my own. And that's when I started really drinking coffee. I was like, I'm a grown ass man. I started drinking coffee. <laughs> so what I would do is I would actually, I got this, it was pretty cheap, but I could program the time that the coffee would make itself. So the night before I put all the cheap ass grounds in there, fill it up with water, and what was really funny is that I had a Sam's Club account and I went there and I got like a cheesecake. And because I mean, this is the point where you're a kid, you don't need a Sam's account. It was, I think I was sharing with my mother. And I went in there and I got a cheesecake and I would be like, yeah, cheesecake and coffee sounds great. That was my breakfast. Like as a, as a you're kid. Like, you're like a home alone moment. You're like, I will eat ice cream for breakfast. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but I did this. Regularly, that was. I don't know what I was thinking or if I was at all, but that was regularly until I had two bought two of those that ran out. It was like a pecan cheesecake, and I'd get a slice of that out every night and put it in the fridge, and it would sort of thaw out. And I'd get my coffee ready, and the next morning I'd wake up, I'd go get the coffee and slice of cheesecake, and I'd go in there to my computer, and I would turn it on. Actually, I might have turned it on first. <laughs> Because probably by the time I got time. back, yeah. it was like, people will not, or whatever. Will not, Some people like, will get it. No, no, no. I'm saying kids will be like, kids oh, won't what get was it. that noise? Yeah, it's weird. It's weird to think. I don't know what that age is whenever you didn't have phone lines anymore. But, but anyway, to me, that was, that was a great time because I would get up and I would read the news and shit on the computer. And it, 
I don't know. Maybe it was just because I was a kid feeling grown up, but it felt great. Like getting on there and just being like, hmm, this is what's happening now. It's the internet. I live in the future. No, I totally remember the AOL thing. Uh, a friend of mine, Shane, he had a laptop and he was the first person that like was like a friend that would like had the internet basically. And we'd go on there and like chat with people that we thought oh, were on, that we thought AIM. were that we thought were girls, and we like oh, had yeah. no idea if they were or not. And we'd Dude, be like, some of my friends would meet girls and have them come over to their houses. And I was like, I, I just remember like you met them on a chat thing <laughs> on the computer. It's like I don't understand, but this is really cool. No, we used to like lie like crazy. Like we would just be like, oh yeah, we're Gap models. We're <laughs> just we're just in town for for this whatever Badass. convention. <laughs> like random shit. Like Dude. it was just like uh, yesterday at work, um, we we're talking to one of my one of my designers. He was like, he's super young, and like we were leaving, and someone was like, like made the the motion with their hand, like they were hanging up on someone, uh-huh. and. Uh, our friend Julio, he turns on. He's like, "Dude, are people even gonna know what that means?" <laughs> he's like, "No millennial or anything has ever hung up a phone. They like tap the end the button. button." Like, I was like, "I yeah. don't know." Like, that's one of maybe that's one of those like creepy things that like they know the floppy disk icon is saved, but they don't know what a floppy disk is. Yeah, dude. You know what I mean? Like, because it's been about twenty years now. Oh yeah, twenty years since probably about twenty years since I've really had a landline. So that means all the kids that Cause I there still was, feel like was, I'm about still, twenty though. But they're still pre smartphone stuff too, like all the Nokia's and all the stuff that we had, the flip phones and all the stuff we had before that. So there's there's a big chunk of time in between. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, but even those were flip phones. You you closed right. it. You slammed what I'm it wondering closed. is how many people still had landlines at that time. During the flip phone days, probably probably more a lot, than, than yeah. the smartphone people. Now nobody has a fucking landline. We does your dad to, still have one? Uh, he probably does because he thinks it's like a deal because he got it. With like oh, it came his, with this with package. The, yeah, the cable and the internet, and they also give you a phone line. He's yeah. like, well, fuck, I don't have a phone to plug it into, but <laughs> I, I got that deal. <laughs> I no. feel like uh, I've definitely like had people try to sell me on, You'll get a, you can get two landlines. I'm like, I don't even have a reason <laughs> for one. What the fuck? <laughs> the thing is when you need those is when you have like life alert. Maybe not anymore, but there was a good period of time where if you were an old person and you needed some system to alert your family when you fell or the, or the, or the hospital, you had to have a landline. I need a landline now. <laughs> now I'm scared. What if I fall? If I fall down, I'm going to need... Do your kids know something. how to dial 911? Mm, no. Mine, de- mine. They know our phone numbers. Really? They know our addresses. Seems pretty, but they pretty don't, good. They don't know what nine one one is. Well, why would I dial three numbers? I guess that's. I guess that's. They have their own phones they play with at night. I guess I'm scared to. Do teach they have? Them that. Um, they actually can make calls on them. They could because we have Wi-Fi calling and all that kind of stuff. Oh, I guess right. I should turn all that stuff off. But they were my old phones, and so it's probably on because oh. we have very very shitty service out yeah. in our house. So it's always Wi-Fi calling, but. Yeah, I don't know. Now I fuck. Now I feel like I'm, I'm a horrible <laughs> parent. I haven't taught them about nine one one. I hadn't thought about that at all. Hmm. Such bad, fuck. bad parents. <laughs> That'll be our next. Episode. I want them to figure shit out on their own. I've just been giving Essex lots of opportunities for me not to. So, show dude, stuff. check this out. So, I was listening to a podcast. Imagine that. I listened to so many. Huh? And oh, fuck, it was 
it was How I Built This as an NPR one, which is one of my favorite oh, yeah. ones. I forget her name, but she started Bliss, like a spa that like she sold to Louis Vuitton and all this kind of stuff, like doing nice. facials and all this kind of stuff. Sounds but that was all fine and dandy. It was all good story, whatever. But what stuck with me, she was like, they were kind of asking, like, so what What do you think made you the way that you are? All this kind of stuff, right? Uh-huh. And she was talking about her dad. And her dad would be like, she would say, I can't do this thing. And he'd be like, I'm going to give you the rest of the night to think about that and figure out a solution to where you can do that. And then he would just end the whole conversation and walk off. Yeah. And then the next day, it was her job to present the solutions that she had come up with to fix that problem. Hmm. And it was almost like he was training her to not come up with excuses and to come up with solutions. Yeah. And he was like, and sometimes he was, she was like, I felt like I was raised on Shark Tank because we'd be sitting there and he, she, he would be like, all right, you have two minutes to sell me on an idea that you just came up with. Go. And Interesting. Like, so it was like training her. And then mm-hmm. she ends up being very successful, very entrepreneur, because she went from one startup, sold that, went to another one, sold that, went to another one, sold that. So it was like she was like trained to do this thing. Yeah. And I don't know. I love that. Hmm. I want my kids to not go to college and because they already have companies that are making money. And yeah. I've got that decision. Of, totally. Why would I go there when I could just grow this company? Yeah. No, I, I kind of feel the same way. I think the biggest thing is like, being able to communicate and sell your ideas. I think that's the hardest thing. Having confidence in yourself to sell something oh, yeah, is yeah. the first thing that you have to learn as an entrepreneur. Like every you go, oh, I'll just hire somebody to do that because I don't want to do that mm-hmm. or I don't know how to do that. Well, cool, man. This was a, I don't know if we stayed on topic, but I feel I f- like we actually kind of did f- maybe more than ever before. I feel like we did and maybe segued to some other things, but at least we stayed with the thing all the way through and then changed to another thing and stayed with it yeah. through versus just jumping Dang. around. Ray, I think we're growing. Yeah. yeah. I think we figured it out. We just need like seven shots of whiskey. It's just you know what you have to do to be successful because just so everyone that's listening knows we wrote down a topic to to talk about and we didn't talk about that at all once it actually felt pretty but then we would have been forcing it and it would have been weird right yeah probably well maybe i don't know i feel like we were kind of on a roll this felt definitely i think last one of the last times we met we were fucking both tired but um we're sticking to our schedule and fucking making these bitches so if we did if we did good (laughs) <laughs> or if this sucked just as bad as the other ones or anything like that, like let us know because we, we are actually trying to make this into something entertaining and good and that you actually want to listen to. So Yeah, let us know if there are some topics that you think would be interesting for us to discuss and um, or whatever. Holla at us. Um, hey, I'm Stephen Ray. You can find me at, at Stephen, S-T-E-V-E-N-R-A-Y on Twitter. And I'm Ray Hernandez. Um, I'm Ray Dog eighty eight R A Y D A W G eight eight on the Instas and the Twitters. Ooh, yes. Hi, brother. Hey, man. It was good. Yep. See you next week. Late deuces. I wake up to a strange song, trying to keep my brain strong. That's my first thought before I go and put my hands on. Cut the TV on just to see how the game's gone.